I'm Dr. Pete Economo, the East Coast psychologist. And I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin, the West Coast psychologist. And this is When East Meets West. We are recording this episode still <laughs> in the midst of election week. It's uh, it's. Friday when November, will it end? When, it's Friday, November sixth, uh, when we're really uh, not releasing, but recording this episode. Uh, important just to to note, uh, based on the topic that we're going to be discussing today, since we, we don't know the outcome yet of the American election, and what Pete and I wanted to talk about is individualism and politics. And individualism is something I actually uh, talk about a lot uh, with just like friends and colleagues because it's such a um, central. Uh, of value in America and the United States. Um, so yeah. So well, and it's making us all feel stressed still. So we're going to definitely (laughs) talk about that, that, that too, that too. So I mean, sure we're seeing it all over the place, right? Like, are you, I mean, not, not even clinically, just think about your life socially. This is, I mean, there's nowhere, (laughs) there's nothing. It's not touching right now. I wouldn't say, right. I mean, I don't know about you, but I am, um, I'm very tired. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tired for other reasons and that, uh, but yeah. also like I've done a really good job of boundaring myself around it. So mm-hmm. I will pat myself on the back and say, I've allotted a certain amount of time just to read this mm-hmm. stuff. I'm not on it all the time. I never have, w- w- I don't have the TV on in my house in general in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm accessing information in a way that's healthy. Mm-hmm. So I'll give some examples. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm, la- I'm laughing because because you're not because I'm not. I'm, I'm, I was <laughs> I'm doing a skillful job at taking care of myself in terms of I'm meditating and practicing right. yoga. And, and this is a good example of why I don't use social media. Is I am you know using all my um, all my news sources and just refreshing like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> so yeah. I'm not I'm not being very so skilled. Don't do what Nikki's doing. Don't but if you do want to do doing. it healthfully, you could do it the way I'm doing it. No, I mean I'm. So what I do is like in the morning, I, I, after meditation, I'll read a little bit. And usually mm-hmm. I start with BBC. I do a local thing and Smart, then I yeah. quick like Apple because they're annoying and they want me to pay for it. I just don't want to yet. <laughs> right. I will eventually probably, but I don't right. want to yet. Right. And then maybe by the end of the day, but I don't do it like after eight o'clock at night. Very so smart. after eight o'clock at night, I don't look at any, I, I, I'm, I used to put my phone away at nine. Now I'm doing eight because there's, of course I'm compelled once in a while to like, mm-hmm you know, pulled yeah, to the, the urge. Phone. Yeah, yeah, of the course. Urge you're, you're a human. Yeah. That you have great, oh, great thanks. sleep hygiene as we've, as we've discussed on the podcast before. Yeah. Yes. So, so let's, um, let's kind of like weave our way back here to this, this idea of individual individualism and politics, because yeah. I do think it's like really relevant to, uh, what we're beginning to see. So at, at this point in time, obviously we're seeing a very, you know, not at this point, it's, it's a very close race, right? Yeah. It's a very close race. And, there are a lot of discussions about, you know, I, I guess the way to frame it is that why people continue to support Donald Trump, right? right? What are sort of the reasons? Well, and, but let's also highlight that that's from a certain perspective. Correct. There yes, are other people you. that yes. are saying, why are why do people it, want someone why, like Biden in the office? Sure, sure. That is absolutely fair. So and perspective taking. Perfect perspective taking. And, and also just uh, sort of observing... Um, differing lenses here. Right. Right. And I'm just going to be vulnerable for a moment. Can I? Well, because again, I think we, we, you know, we've said that this is not a political podcast and it's not, yes. so we're going to talk about the behavioral science and we're going to get to individualization. But yes. what we're saying about perspective taking is right now, as I sit here today with a rational mind, my rational mm-hmm. mind, I don't mm-hmm. understand how somebody is not like how a Trump supporter is not thinking this is irrational. 
because I we've behaviorally I've never seen a politician act this way, which is a thing that's really motivating that base in a weird way, which is yes. part of the individualization that we'll get to. Individuals, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think you know to sort of uh, add to that, Pete. I think something I'll also uh, be vulnerable here that I'll, that I'll share that, you know, again, I'm sure some people are going to hear this, what you and I are saying and and view it through a political lens. So I I am, I'm being very honest here. Uh, The behavioral uh, observations that we make about Donald Trump, Mm -hmm. uh, these, these behaviors in any other context outside of the political arena from a psychological perspective, we, we would call these, aggressive and yes. verbally abusive behavior. And in fact, and this is the vulnerable part I'll share is that, and I, I said this to lots of people years and years and years before Donald Trump was ever in politics. Yeah. Um, when I was teaching courses um, as a professor, both at uh, adjunct professor at, uh, at Columbia and at Yeshiva, when discussing narcissistic personality disorder, <laughs> yeah. he was the example that I would use. Now I'm not yeah. diagnosing him. I don't have, right. in terms of, I, I was never met well, Donald Trump. By the way, I think we're going to have how many other psychology professors would say that that's who they've used. Right, right. <laughs> the majority so, of us. I, I would just use that as like what would be sort of like a, a yeah. you know, a, a pop culture example, <clears throat> like just kind of like. And everybody knows, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, that that's just to say that just basic foundational observational uh, clinical. Uh, information like that's yes. that's what we receive. You that's know? right. Yeah. Well, and so my vulnerability was like I'm technically a registered Republican, which I can't believe I just said that out loud because, of course, all my colleagues. I mean, in the world of academia, I am by far like a, a huge minority, mm-hmm. and I I'll say that's mm-hmm. why I'm also a Mets fan. You know, like so I was raised <laughs> this way, so right, I was right. raised in a per, you know I I think yes. my entire system has shifted somewhat. Mm-hmm. Yep. But not really. Like there are still people in my family that still, you know, hold some of those ideals. So it's sure. it definitely we're in a family system that we can't really talk politics often. Of course. And I, I am middle road. You, and you so are yes. I am middle road, and why I stay registered as a Republican, I feel like I could have some input on, say, primaries or be a, like mm-hmm. a voice of reason within sometimes otherwise irrational voices. Like I, because I feel some of those conservative po- like politics for me, go against human rights. Uh, yes. And, and, so, and I, yeah. well, and I was going to say, and I, I'll share too. So it's, again, I don't think it'd be surprised. <laughs> I'm, I'm a registered Democrat and, and, and have been and come from a family of, of Democrats. And I'll say like when, when Pete and I first met and I learned that he was a Republican, I was very surprised. Shocked. She, I, I had shocked. to pick yeah. her chin yeah. up <laughs> off the ground. <laughs> yes. Well, and, and I think the reasoning be, being that Pete and I share like most values. So, so what that shows is that while we, you know, historically maybe hit differ on some policy beliefs. Right. And again, um, you know, others, you know, maybe, you know, we don't differ on all policy beliefs on some, Mm -hmm. I think what that demonstrates is that when we're, we're approaching our belief system from a place of values, Mm -hmm. as opposed to a place of, um, Right and wrong. Righteous, yeah, that's yes. your the words. Our ESP is <laughs> alive is. and well. Yeah, yeah, righteousness. We can often find that there is more overlap and and, of course. and yeah. you know, again, human like you're saying, humanity. Well, I really like that we're doing this now because I know that we wanted to avoid this, um, but I do think that it highlights why this is purposeful and effective. Because mm-hmm. we're still friends. <laughs> we we are well and very very close friends at that and I That's think right. well and that and and I 
I, I honestly feel very, very sad that we're not able to converse with people of differing viewpoints that, you know, Pete and I've talked about this, for example, in other ways, like different and similar topic of like, we're talking about like white supremacy that exists in psychology and there's, you know, and like, there's all predominantly white psychologists. And I've Mm -hmm. said, there's lots of reasons why that's problematic, obviously. But one I'll say is like, I don't want to be in an echo chamber of a bunch of people that have my experience. Like that doesn't, that doesn't help me gain perspective or learn or come to synthesis in terms of new ideas and moving things forward. That's true in anything. Right. And so we're not able to do that. Well, well, and I think this comes to, so I, I would say that like within my identities or how I was raised, one of the things that would set me apart is that I'm more collectivistic in how I approach, which is also part of my Buddhist sort of training and understanding. So I think that'll come back to what I think some of the, because I think no matter what side you're on right now, you're like, wait, 70 million people voted for Trump. Wait, 74 million people voted for Mm -hmm. Biden. You know, you're questioning Mm -hmm. like how that's even possible. Yeah. We're breaking records, like the most votes ever, which is really exciting. It is, yes. You know, I think for a democracy, uh, which is also that and 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 it's it's well and 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 so I appreciate you bringing the the uh, uh, collectivistic approach here, uh, which I want to define these two uh, these values to to sort of weave in what we're discussing. I want these to be a framework for people to understand a little bit more about potentially some reasons, not all Pete no. and I's opinions about why. And again, opinions, it's not, opinions. we haven't, not we haven't a, done not a science, truth. not truth. We haven't done any scientific. And we have no so fact checkers as part of our yeah, producers. Right. It's just, <laughs> just, just us. us here. Just us. Um, why, why some people have made some of these choices. So Pete, if, if you could define what collectivism is as a value and and, remember, yeah. and I, and I guess before even I have you do that, let me just say, remember for our listeners, values are not goals. Values are like directions. There's no end point to them. There's no right, right or wrong values. Values differ based on um, our own personal experiences. We get to choose our values and there's something that we feel connected to. They give us like a sense of meaning or purpose mm-hmm. or, you know, fulfillment, vitality, connection um, among others. So explain what collectivism is as a value. So collectivism is a focus on community, I think is a probably easier way to yes. really access yes. that for us where it's not just me, mm-hmm. you know, and community is many different levels. So we have things like Bronfenbrenner, where we think about all these levels of how individuals are ex- experienced. So part mm-hmm. of collectivism is about your family is mm-hmm. a collectivist mm-hmm. or could be part of your, mm-hmm. you know, how you uh, make decisions and your behaviors mm-hmm. and your culture also your community in which you live, mm-hmm. maybe your religious identity um, in your society in which you live, mm-hmm. et cetera. Now, you know, nationalism. So you kind of keep going greater and greater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so, f- you know, within the way I actually see it is more, you uni- even more universal where it's literally just this universal, like human collectivism, Sure. Um, which I think I've shared on here that I had one friend uh, recently who, um, as his age has become like far and far, like more conservative. And mm-hmm. we've had some interesting conversations and, um, he said, well, you're like one of those liberals, you know, cause you care about people. Like that was literally the words out of his mouth. And I was just like, well, if that's what it is, then yeah, because yeah. I do care about people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which, right, yes. Which <laughs> again, we were going to hope that that's, that's universal though. Yeah. Okay. So collectivism specifically so, though, is sort of like an emphasis more, as you're saying, more on a community oriented approach. Correct. And, and I guess I would add, I sh- would have been helpful for me to say this a moment ago. Uh, all like all things in the world, dialectically, there are um, you know advantages and disadvantages to all experiences. So right. you know we might say obviously some advantages of of 
uh, a collectivistic uh, worldview or value is that there's an emphasis on the well-being of others, right? Sure. And on con contribution. Um, you know, there are disadvantages sometimes, right? That we can. Well, yeah, go ahead. Go because ahead. I, well, even as you're saying this, like even how we're going to define individualistic versus collectivistic is also a dialectic and, you know, very polarized in and of itself. So these two constructs. Exactly. No, yeah. exactly. And so it's yeah. like, then, and, and, but I, and a reason I want to, and I'm saying this piece is that just I want everyone recognizing again, there's no right or wrong. There's no best or worse. It's like they have, they're just different approaches, right? And they're each right. going to have like pros and cons, so to speak. So, you know, disadvantages to collectivism can be that it could sometimes the, the needs of the community overtake the needs of the individual, right? right. And, and one's own desires or, um, and can lead to like compassion fatigue, you know, correct. so, you yes. know, so if I'm like a nurse who's just giving and giving during COVID, mm -hmm. um, I'm going to feel exhausted right now. Absolutely. Or I'm, I'm thinking about uh, different cultures where collectivism is a um, more of a dominant uh, value that sometimes like, for example, I'm, you know, I'm thinking of, I, I don't know if in the dominant culture, um, the view is, I don't know, a belief that, for example, like homosexuality is believed to be wrong right. and somebody personally is, you know, has mm -hmm. a sexual orientation sure. where they're gay and then they're they're saying, well, I guess I can't be out because right. the community is saying that this is wrong. So, like right? one famous would be like an Orthodox Jew Jewish or like, you know, yes. a Hasidic community, which have been several documentaries on, you know, yes. where it is not accepted. And so somebody who has that identity automatically yes. feels like something is wrong with them. So, yes. so give us the individualistic, because I think this is part of what we're experiencing right now. Why sure. yes. the distress we're feeling is because of this. So go. Yeah. So, so individualism, um, it's the example I often use with patients when I'm trying to talk about uh, how we each get to choose our values. I'll say, you know, uh, United States culture highly values individualism, yes. uh, which is linked to independence. It's slightly different. They're, they're similar and different. Um, individualism prioritize, prioritizes the needs of, of the individual person over the needs of the community. Mm -hmm. And of course, this makes a lot of sense in historical context if we think about how the United States was formed, right? That we were uh, separating uh, from England. There was yeah. a revolutionary war that was fought. And, and then relatedly, we can even go back further to colonization, right? Mm -hmm, and sort mm -hmm. of, um, I, obviously, um, what happened, I mean, I, I, I guess I'm going to use the word, you know, the genocide against sure. uh, Native Americans um, and Manifest Destiny, you know, which is about like, just this is what uh, what I need and I'm going to take what's what I believe to me. Mm -hmm, mine. That's, mm -hmm. that, that is... Um, that's in its most extreme form, right? So I'm I'm beginning to err on the uh, the disadvantages of of individualism here when I share that. Though yes. the advantages, of course, would be that you know if somebody wants to per grows up in a family. I don't know. Again, I use kind of a trite example. Maybe they grow up in a family of um, physicians and uh, they want to be an artist, right? And they say, well, I'm going to pursue my dreams of being an artist because this is what was important to me and um, I need to step out on my own, right? Like it, that's in a very small um you know, sort of like micro. That's not so small. I mean, right, sure. for, for, the, for us <laughs> for that have worked with that clinically, yeah, yeah, totally. it's a big right. deal. Yeah. Right, right. So that, you know, in American culture, you know, if, if you are an American or actually even if you're not, you may or may not value individualism, right? And again, there's, it's not bad uh, and it's not good. It's just a different worldview. Right. Um, anything that you would add to that description, Pete? 
No, but I like that you owned that you really started, you leaned in with the negative. I did. I <laughs> yeah, did. So. Well, and I, and, I, and obviously I think that's because, um, and this is a conversation I've been having a lot with yeah. friends and colleagues that I think we're in an era where the downsides, the, the disadvantages of individualism um, are, are being highlighted. And, and, yeah. and, I'll, and I'll share that I haven't always, I haven't always noticed that as much, honestly. I mean, I'm, wow. I'm an American. I, I grew up in well, this country. And you're so. human. And I'm human, right? So I, I've, you know, I focus on, you know, and I, I highly value collectivism community. Though, I of course, focus on what do I? Well, need? you and I were probably raised more individualistic, truthfully. I mean, I, I don't want to speak yeah. to you, but I definitely was. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. You know, I mean, especially well, maybe in like also just as like middle upper class white folks, I think that's probably a big piece of our culture. Yes, absolutely, and um, yeah, it was to say, and just, and then just being Americans. You know right. what I mean? Like well, that's just, for sure. That, I mean, there's just no oh, way. Oh, the entitlement. The, yeah. I just, yeah which, I, I'm going to tell you some listen, stories about my students, but no. Yeah. 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 <laughs> listen, right listen to our entitlement episodes. <laughs> to discuss that. So, so I think that understanding this as uh, a central um, dominant lens individualism in American culture may help some people understand, uh, people that don't, uh, let me rephrase, people that don't <laughs> understand uh, why someone would vote for Donald Trump, right. right? Or people that say the only reason that someone voted for Donald Trump is because they're racist, right? right? We hear that a lot. It's not, it's not true. Well, it's not true. And there, well, it, and there's some truth to it because I think as I look, because sure. as I look at the, at these data now, the data are really showing that, uh, like the the majority of Donald Trump's votes are from like white people. From white people. I think it's yeah, like seventy yes. percent. Whereas almost eighty to ninety percent of people of color and Latinos mm-hmm. have voted for for Biden. So I think that that's all. So there, race is a definite it's, part of this. Absolutely, absolutely. you know, because um, yes. you know, it, people are feeling threatened. Uh, mm-hmm. People don't like differences. I think you also talked about that within the individualization, mm-hmm. like you know. Mm-hmm. And so I think that right now, while I agree with what you're saying about the individualization versus mm-hmm. collectivism, I do think that race is a big part of this as well. And, you know, well, and, it goes and, back to Pete Peel's own. And so, but if we read it to the individualism, it's because, yeah. and, and this is, you know, it's, we can't of course, uh, neatly tease these things apart because no. humans are complicated. Um, but it's because, so if we, I mean, this is maybe a more helpful way to phrase it. The reason why race can be intertwined with that is because privilege is intertwined, can be intertwined That's with right. individualism, right? Which is That's to right. say, somebody is going, I'm thinking about my own needs right. over those of others. Like I hear quotes of like, I've you know read things this week where people say like oh I don't like what Donald Trump says or I don't like him as an indiv- as a person right. and yet my taxes are lower so I'm going to choose that and so right. okay like so what does that tell us that that there is this super focus on the needs of the individual right. over the needs of the community yeah and like all of us want our bank accounts to be affected yeah, but at what sure. cost you yeah know? And I think that yeah. that's what a collectivist is going to look at is like what is the cost of that mm-hmm. you know is the cost that then we're going to you know, bully people, um, pout, you know, cause mm-hmm. frankly, that's what it feels like right now. And mm-hmm. so that's mm-hmm. what I've been saying is like my mm-hmm. middle path mm-hmm. and what I feel is a pretty objective lens. Mm-hmm. It, you mm-hmm. know, I think when you're in the middle path, you can be a bit more objective yeah. says, how does anyone from a, ra- like a behavioral perspective, not look at some of these behaviors and say it's irrational. Now, what I'm going to say is I feel like I could do that with a lot of behavior on Capitol Hill. So like, it's, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I, and I've also said to, to many people, uh, what we're, what we're witnessing isn't, a isn't, um, 
like a Republican or a Democrat issue. No. It's a human brain problem, right? It's a and human, the human, yeah. Well, a human well, brain it, problem. And I think systemically, like, I, again, this is getting a little political, but I feel like we need to have term limits. Like, I don't think politician was ever really meant to be a career. And I, yeah. And, and this is where, and look, it, you know, and this is where we could obviously go on many, <laughs> many yeah. tangents of, of political beliefs. But if we come back to just like, you know, and maybe I'm going to use a different word instead of like rational versus irrational is fact-based, right? Yeah. Just non-judgmental fact-based as yeah. opposed to emotion-based. And we're living in a society right now where um, emotion-based decision-making, what we, I'm going to um, air quotes this, since if you guys aren't watching our YouTube channel, <laughs> I can't see me do this, uh, you know, uh, quote unquote, what we feel is right. That's right. And you know, it, that's kind of like CBT 101. Yeah. <laughs> I always like tells to patients if someone says, I feel like it's not going to turn out well for me, or I yeah. feel like this is the right thing, we go, aha. But feeling, that's not a feeling. That's, that's a, thought, not a feeling. That's right? A thought. That's yeah. not a thought. And thoughts may or may not be accurate. And in fact, what we know, and Pete and I talk about this a lot, our brains are not well equipped. No to assess reality accurately. And mindfulness and behavioral science gives us tools to cultivate a curiosity and be open to saying, is what my mind's saying based in reality, based in data? Mm -hmm. And sometimes what's, what, what the reality is and what data is is something that's uncomfortable to us. And there's a no times, way, yeah. a lot of times, and there's no way that we're going to be able to hear people or mm -hmm. um move things forward if we're not willing to be in the discomfort of acknowledging that there are different perspectives and different worldviews. Well, and I like that you just said that. And I like that we're linking this with individualization because as we're talking, I'm also thinking like, I know we typically say like politicians or high level people have narcissistic traits and and, and there's truth to that. Like when I work with professional athletes, it's one of the things sure. we do in the first or second session is just validate that. It's like, yes, mm -hmm. you have a golden spoon, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. However, if I think about politicians, really, maybe it's really more about the individualization because they're thinking more about, and that's why my career politician thing is like, they're thinking more about their own career, mm, their right. own identity, which is what's, and the emotional connection is what's fueling their decisions, not their quote unquote, I'll air quote, what, go to the YouTube channel, the constituents, you know, cause they're all saying, well, I'm right. making this decision for my constituents. Right. Are you though? Right, right, right. Are you? And it's like, right. And so it's like, we would all, and this, this goes beyond politics. This goes beyond, beyond, yes, beyond yeah. con our country. It's that, you know, as humans, and this is what, again, I think the Eastern traditions do a, a really skillful job at teaching is that can we be more compassionate to one another? Can we practice perspective taking? Can we be curious about different experiences without judging one is right or wrong? And also, are we willing, and I know Pete and I come back to this over and over again, so here it is, to step into discomfort, right? Are we willing to step into discomfort in the service of moving something forward in the service of growing and learning? Well, I love that you give that advice as we're wrapping it up. I feel like we could have just went on and on on this. So I know we probably will. So <laughs> probably, if, you know, we were like, let's we do like a part two, three, four, yeah. and five coming up. <laughs> yeah. Tune in. Yeah. 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 So for those listening, I'm going to ask everybody to see if you can come back to grounding yourself in facts, cultivating curiosity, and willingly stepping into discomfort in the service of evolving, growing, and maybe understanding and connecting with other humans a little bit more effectively. This has been When East Meets West. I'm Dr. Nikki Rubin. And I'm Dr. Pete Economo. Be present, be brave.
This has been When East Meets West. All material is based on opinion and educational training of Drs. Pete Economo and Nikki Ruman. Content is for informational and educational purposes only. 